Welcome to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It's a good day. It is a good day. Two good stories on deck. <laughs> uh, first up, we're going to take a look at um, a little bit of history for our own church body and mm-hmm. uh, the Lord in his infinite wisdom calling home, calling to his side, the Reverend Dr. Carl Barth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to learn a little bit more about who he is and his history and uh, how he served the church, particularly at Concordia Seminary here in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Dr. Dale Meyer, president of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Dr. Meyer, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. My pleasure. Thanks very much. And thanks for the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) The the Reverend Dr. Carl Barth. First of all, who is the Reverend Dr. Carl Barth? Apparently there's more than one Carl Barth. (laughs) Uh, absolutely. There was a, a theologian of, of Reformed tradition in uh, Europe, Karl Barth. And, and when you say the name Karl Barth, everybody thinks of right. him. But in our Missouri Synod family, uh, the president of Concordia College, Milwaukee, was Christian Barth. He had a son, Karl, and Karl became a pastor, served in a number of congregations, ultimately in um uh, the South Wisconsin district where he was elected district president. And then in 1992, 1982, 1982, he became president of Concordia Seminary here in St. Louis. So that's our Carl Bar. <laughs> How was his service, his time in his service, uh, uh, important for the seminary? What was going on uh, at the seminary during that time? You know, that's a question that you'd have to ask an administrator at the <laughs> seminary because people may not recognize this the way a guy sitting in the president's chair would. In 1974, the walkout, which led to Seminex, shook the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and it decimated Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. The question was, will this institution survive? And through a lot of valiant efforts, including Carl Barth and, and the new president of Concordia Seminary, Ralph Bullman, the seminary came back, slowly but surely. A new faculty was put into place. Uh, students were retained. There was a lot of persuasion going on, saying, you know, stay at, they began to call it 801 DeMunn, stay there, and new students were recruited. So by 1980, it was clear that the institution was going to survive. Carl Barth came as the eighth president and brought stability. And an institution has to have stability. You know, one of the questions that comes to me now, I'm retiring and will be getting president number 11, God willing, this this summer, um, is the institution stable? Because the church needs stable institutions. You don't have to have an institution to tell somebody about Jesus, but the church, the institutional church, has to be strong. And from my president's chair, that's what Carl Barth brought to Concordia St. Louis. Uh, By the time he retired, there was no doubt that this was a stable institution with a very, very good future. You mentioned prior to him, his arrival at the seminary as uh, as president, he had served as as a parish pastor. Mm Mm-hmm. How does that that seminary education and, if you will, the parish experience, the parish <laughs> education, 
form a pastor? And, and, and in this case, how does it potentially form bold leaders who could lead a seminary like that? How does the, that seminary experience, the, the parish experience, all shape um, uh, a pastor to be a, a bold leader like Karl Barth? One of the great things about the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is we have two seminaries, two fine seminaries, and we know whom we're serving. You can look at a number of seminaries in the Association of Theological Schools, the ATS, and there are 270 ATS seminaries, and and some of them serve over 100 denominations. Hmm. Wow, how does that work out? I don't know. And the strengths of our seminaries, and, 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 and Karl Barth brought this to the president's position, we know exactly whom we are serving. We know the nature of our congregations. We know the, the Missouri Senate mindset, which, you know, to people outside is kind of unique or whatever <laughs> adjective you want to use. And, and, and so he brought that. He loved people. He loved students. I can remember I served as a professor for one year under him, and then I went back to parish ministry. He would be playing pool in the student commons, hanging out with the students, and he brought that love for people that, that he had in parish ministry, that he had as district president in South Wisconsin. He brought that to the seminary. I mean, I've often told our students, it's really two simple things, love God and love people the two great commandments that Jesus gives us in Matthew 22. What was his influence on, on the student body? You mentioned, uh, I mean, love God and love people. That That's a big one. Uh, what was his influence? What, what were the, some of the, the significant things that, that happened uh, at the seminary during his tenure there? Well, the biggest uh, one was the planning and the construction of the chapel of St. Timothy and St. Titus. When I was a student, I got to the seminary 50 years ago, we worshiped in what we now call Wienicken Auditorium. And I never thought anything about that, but but Karl Barth and, and others had the vision for a, a freestanding chapel on campus. And I know that he worked with uh, former Missouri Senate President J.A.O. Preuss to promote this, to gather the funds. And oh, I, I would have loved to be in the backseat of that car and <laughs> have them tell their stories because they, it would really be fascinating. But that was built. Um, in the early 90s. And one of the things that that I hope Carl knows, and I don't know if people in heaven know what's going down here, here on earth. I haven't seen that the Bible tells us that. The original plan for the Chapel of St. Timothy and St. Titus called for stained glass windows. Mm-hmm. And through a very generous bequest, from uh, Mr. Eugene and Nell Finke, who were involved in the, in the rebuilding of Concordia Seminary as an institution. Through their generous bequest, stained glass windows are coming into the Chapel of St. Timothy and St. Titus. March 17th is gonna begin the installation of the chancel window, which is the resurrected Christ. The theme of all the windows is the Te Deum Laudamus, we praise the O God. Um, the, the south transept will be the crucifixion, the chancel window over the altar will be the resurrection, and the north transept will be the ascension and return in judgment. So what Karl Barth started with, with the vision of building a chapel is going to continue for generations to come. And that building, that sacred space, and now with the addition of the stained glass windows is literally shaping the spirituality of pastors and deaconesses and whoever comes for generations. So hats off, Dr. Barth. I thank you very much for your vision. 
And not only did he serve at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, but from there he went on to serve uh, the the church. He went on to serve uh, as a district president, correct? No, it was the other way around. He was district president, and then he came in 1982 to Concordia Seminary. And I think one of the reasons that, that he was selected is because he knew the church. He knew the needs of congregations, especially after all the upset of, of, of the walkout era. So he was tapped then to come to the seminary. So just so I got my history backwards. <laughs> well, you weren't there, were you? No. Okay. You I was around. Excuse. I was around, but I wasn't there. Uh and I remember visiting the seminary shortly after the the uh, the new chapel was built, um, and and seeing it, uh, and and you know hearing that uh, there there's more yet to come, and 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 what a joy and a delight to hear um, that the stained glass will be installed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm to... really excited for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, March seventeenth, the work starts on the chancel window. That's so exciting. That is that is outstanding. Um, How will Dr. Barth be remembered at Concordia Seminary? (laughs) You know, my first reaction is to say not much. And and, and that's that's nothing against Carl Barth. He served wonderfully, uh, bringing stability, uh, Mm -hmm. being a good public presence for us to the church, and especially in a time when you know, what's the future of this institution? So he was great that way. The reason I would say not much is because none of us wants to be remembered. Mm -hmm. The seminary is inherently looking forward. Any educational institution, by definition, has to look forward. So, yeah, he did great things. And unless we were there to remember him, we're going to have to look him up in the history book. And the same, I hope, will be said of me. You know, forget me. Yeah, he, he did something when he was here, but, you know, let's get in the history book and see what he did. Because we're looking forward, which is one of the things the church needs to always do. You know, forgetting what's past, we look ahead. Jesus is coming back. We're not running a museum. And I tell our students, you're not being the curators of a museum simply to take people back to what happened 2,000 years ago. That's important. That's our salvation. So the, don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But he's coming back. So, yeah, I hope they don't remember too much about Dale Meyer or Carl Barth or any of the other presidents, but look forward. Look forward. Look forward. Uh, what do we do while we wait for Jesus to come? <laughs> look forward. We, we look forward. Dr. Meyer, thank you so much for, uh, for spending some time with us today and helping us remember the Reverend Dr. Carl Barth. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour and, and helping us with this history. My pleasure. Dr. Barth was a giant, and uh, I was honored to follow. President Harrison, could you share with us your thoughts on the the Reverend Carl Barth, uh, who recently entered into eternal rest? Yes, I I got to talk to Carl Barth uh, many times, especially after I became president. He would call the office, and he would usually have something to say, which was encouraging, but always brief. All right, keep it up. Good job on this. Great. Or more often, yeah, Matt, just read uh, Portals of Prayer this month. Uh, <clears throat> these these uh, Portals of Prayer need more gospel. All right, thanks. Bye. Uh, very, very kind of terse. He was uh, 
really a battler from the old days in the Synod when uh, in the 60s and 70s that we were going off the rails on a number of things. And uh, he was a rock in every place he served and full of grace and gospel and love and mercy and the gospel predominated in his life. And then he was absolutely convinced of the truth of the Holy Scriptures. It's, uh, he, he wrote a book of kind of devotions, which he titled Chip Off the Old Blog, and uh, they're full of consolation and the surety of the truth of the Scriptures. And I don't know what two things a churchman would want to be more remembered for. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.